Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. In the 80s when I was uh, newly in New York, it literally was contour. It was multicolor on the eyes. It was white foundation. It was everything I didn't like. And so even though I tried to conform to what was popular, I kind of always gravitated towards making the makeup look blended, making the girl look healthy. And there wasn't any makeup on the market that you could do that with. I had to figure it out. Hello and welcome back to Beautiful Lives, the podcast in which I, Madeleine Spencer, invite a guest to share some of the challenges they faced and triumphs they've enjoyed during their life, as well as touching on the relationship between their inner and outer self and where beauty memories and rituals have had an impact. Today I'm joined by Bobby Brown, a woman so synonymous with her eponymous makeup brand that it was somewhat surreal to be sitting with the real human Bobby Brown. And in this episode, she talks about both how she made herself that household name for makeup and the human endeavour behind it. We also talk about Bobby's life today from her pared back approach to beauty. Towards the end, we look through her travel beauty stash and I was astonished at how minimal it was. Why she decided her new company, Evolution 18, should focus on beauty from the inside out and how she harbours a little crush on Lenny Kravitz. Here's Bobby. Hello, yeah. Bobby. Hello. Lovely to have you on the show. I was born that way, by the way. Were you? It's not a nickname. Yeah. B-O-B-B-I. B-O-B-B-I. Why that spelling? You know, in the Jewish religion, it was traditional that you had to be named after someone with the same initial, and I'm named after my uh, great-great-grandmother I never met named Berta. Okay. So my mother was going to name me Roberta. Okay. And then she said, oh, I need a B, so I became Bobby. You grew up in the 60s in Chicago, and I was just wondering about the culture in the 60s and what you saw as you grew up, because it was such a big time for the way people looked. Well, my mom was the most glamorous woman I had ever met. My my parents were 20 and 21 when I was born, so they were quite young and had this responsibility but would go out on like a Wednesday or a Saturday night and I would just sit in the bathroom and watch my mother put her makeup on, white out her lips, you know, black liner, false eyelashes, the eyebrows, the bronzer, and I think that's how I fell in love with makeup. So I don't think of that look as being your particular signature it's not. look at all. How did you feel about it at the time? That's a, such a great question, and honestly, I never felt that I was pretty enough like my mom was when she was young. So I'd put all that makeup on, I'd look in the mirror, and I didn't think I looked pretty. And so as I kind of grew up and always trying to figure out, like, what, you know, am I pretty? I don't look like Cheryl Teagues, I don't look like my mom. I really wasn't sure until I saw the movie Love Story, and I saw Allie McGraw with very natural makeup, long hair parted in the middle. And that's when I said, okay, my natural beauty is really the best thing I have. Mm -hmm. And I think that really helped define my style. So my mother's thing didn't work for me. 
Were you still someone then who was playing with makeup and enjoying it, even after you discovered that look that you liked? I always was, because I always wanted to use makeup so people would think, you look so pretty. But I didn't want people to know I was wearing it. And when I was in seventh grade, I would go to Florida on on family vacations. And on the way home, I would grab my mother's makeup and I would take her bronzing like cream and put it all over my face so I looked tanner. Mm -hmm. And I wanted everyone to say, oh, my God, you got so tan. Yeah. So you looked basically like you were your best self. Right. Exactly. So what made you decide to study theatrical makeup? Because that's also a slight departure then from the natural thing. Well, I never really thought about studying makeup. I had gone to two different universities, and both times I was bored, and I came home the second time, and I said, that's it, I'm done, I'm not going to college. And my mother says, no, you are going to college, you have to graduate. She never did. And I said, but Mom, I don't know what I want to do, and school's so boring. It was before we had iPhones. Um, And she said, well, if you could do anything in the world, what would you want to do? And I stopped and I thought, and I said, I'd love to go to Marshall Fields, which was our big department store, and play with makeup. She said, well, why don't you be a makeup artist? Didn't want to go to beauty school, didn't want to learn how to cut hair. She said, I'm sure there's a college somewhere. And through my a friend of my dad's, I found Emerson College that didn't have a degree in makeup, but allowed me to study theatrical makeup and get a degree. That's quite cool of your parents. Really cool, because my my dad was a lawyer and very traditional. They knew that I wasn't uh, book smart, and they didn't, you know, they they stopped wanting to pressure me. And so I think they were both very excited that I found something I was passionate about. So when you started working as a makeup artist, it was the 80s, another period that I don't think tallies with your look in my head, right? Like it's big, huge, colourful makeup, the pink cheeks, the red lips, the you know, multicolored eyes, all of that. But you went in and you were doing makeup at this point. So how did you feel about doing that? And why are you doing those looks at the time? Well, I graduated college in 79 Mm -hmm. and waitressed for a year. So I knew that I could support myself. Then I moved to New York and I thought, all right, let me just work on my career. I didn't know if it was going to be movies or television. And I fell in love with magazines. It wasn't even fashion. I fell in love with beauty. And I mostly fell in love with the beautiful faces, the way the light hit them and just the use of makeup, because natural makeup was just starting, because in the 80s when I was uh, newly in New York, it literally was contour. It was multicolor on the eyes. It was white foundation. It was everything I didn't like. And so even though I tried to conform to what was popular, I kind of always gravitated towards making the makeup look blended, making the girl look healthy. And there wasn't any makeup on the market that you could do that with. I had to figure it out. Did you have any inkling at the time that you were destined for something big? Absolutely not. All I ever wanted was to be an editorial makeup artist. Mm -hmm. I wanted to work with really great photographers and editors and teams. And I just was, you know, for me it was my passion, my art, to look at a light in a studio, look at someone's face, work with the team of what we want to achieve and go after it. So it's still what I love most today. And can you outline any products you were using then and what you looked like, what you were using on yourself? Well, I figured out early on that most makeup that you buy in the department store didn't work. I would, you know, with the help of my dad's credit card, go buy the most expensive, the Chanel at the time, you know, probably the Lauder at the time. And when I would get them home, open up this $100, $80 bottle, it didn't match the girl's skin. And I couldn't fix it. And then one day I discovered a theatrical makeup store and I found these foundations that were skin tones. 
and, and, a, and a separate yellow you could buy. They were thick and awful, but then I realized what was missing in the foundations I was using, and I bought things so I could fix the makeup. Uh. Never thought of doing a brand, never wanted to be a brand. Mm -hmm. I was just focused on fixing a foundation so it looked better on their face. So is that what made you decide to do the first lip-colored lipstick as well? Well, I used to mix and blend the lipsticks to get what I wanted because mm -hmm. I never liked the texture, I never liked the smell, the color. And one day at a shoot, I met a chemist and I told him about my idea for a lipstick that looks like lips. I told him I took a toe pencil and I pulled it out of my bag, a toe pencil, a pinky blush, a little bit of a lip balm, and I mixed it together and blotted my lips and I said, that's my dream color. He said, I can make it for you. Yeah. Makeup yeah. history was made. Yeah, it was the start <laughs> of something. But at that point, you were a working makeup artist. Mm -hmm. You were pregnant with your first child. Yes. And at that point, women weren't encouraged in the way that they are now, mostly, to find the balance between motherhood and a career that works for them. So how did you find that experience? Well, I'm so lucky because not only did I find the man of my dreams and marry him, he is such a, a, a yin to my yang. Like, when I get all crazy and, you know, overwhelmed, calm down, calm down. So he would say things like, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? And finally I realized, why am I doing this? It calmed me down a bit. I realized I'd rather be home with my family than, you know, out at some fab party, not feeling good, you know, the next day. And I started making career choices, even while I was building a brand. But at that point, you must have been extremely busy. You were commuting from New Jersey. Mm-hmm. You have a family, yes. you have a business, yes. a working makeup artist. Yes. You want to refer to yourself as an entrepreneur who can do, as right. in you may not have been trained to do right. everything, but you're a doer. Yeah. So can you tell me a bit at that point what your mindset was and what fueled you? By the way, at that point, I had a second child. I had two boys at this point. My husband went back to law school, so he was out at night. And I don't remember... A lot of it, but I remember it being stressful. I remember being really busy, and I remember just realizing I can do it. And just, I could do it. And when I couldn't do it, having a crying breakdown of my husband hugging me and saying, you can do it. Did you look after yourself quite well at that point? I was starting the journey. Mm -hmm. You know, back then, I, I didn't discover health food, but I knew that going on a diet and off a diet made no sense. So I was never a binger, purger, but I was definitely someone that would like, I'm just going to let it go and eat everything in sight. Okay, now I'm going to be really good. Mm -hmm. And I realized that behavior didn't make sense because every decision I've ever made for some reason is about what makes sense and what doesn't. Okay. So you're quite logical about everything and worked your way through it. Yeah. So were you putting on makeup at that point? Um, at the time, I was using a lot of theatrical makeup, and yeah, and you know whatever I liked from different brands. I think at the time I was using a brand called Il Maquillage, which I believe is back. It is not the same brand as it was. The colors and the formulas are different, but I was using that, and that was kind of the start of the makeup artist, you know, like without packaging, just a simple eyeshadow. Mm -hmm. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You sold the company to Estee Lauder in 1995. So then you go from being someone who's pushing it and driving it yourself to sort of being an employee. How was that transition for you? Um, there was no transition. I never, ever thought that I didn't still own the company. I would go to work. It was my baby. It was my brand. And I had such an amazing relationship in the beginning you know, with who was running Estee Lauder, that they just, Bobby wants it, let's do it. Mm-hmm. It was a, you know, a magic time. I got to build my team. I got to hire people. I got involved in all the things that mattered, naming the products, deciding what's happening, educating our artists, going out and doing press. I did everything I wanted. When you say naming the products, how did you do that? I looked at them and whatever they looked like, I named them. That sounds so fun. So which products from the Robbie Brown range at that point were you using on yourself? Um, you know, I'm sure I was using the foundation stick, mm-hmm. if it was even made then. I'd have to go back and look at it. But I used, you know, the lipsticks, I used the blush, I used everything. Mm-hmm. I didn't use other people's products back then because I didn't like them. And you said that the formulas that you made you're really proud of. I wondered which ones you just think now. I mean, because I would think yeah. the long wear eyeliner, for example. Well, that was something I, I made yeah. up. I just, I made it up. I lined my eyes with a waterproof mascara I happen to have that little jar I thought of the name I made that up now I've asked every marketing person I've ever met how I know I know it was a number one seller Bobby Brown cosmetics and I'm just curious what that one idea which is an innovation it's the same word as an idea what it really brought into the industry I bet it's huge cool so you know I'm proud of that I'm super proud that I invented corrector because I couldn't find a concealer that worked on a, on a woman from India, and I knew that I remembered this bad blush color, this peach blush that was awful as a blush. It worked to cover her darkness, so I did a range of correctors. Mm-hmm. And you then left. How did that feel? How did stepping away from something that had your name on it feel? Well, you can imagine it wasn't all glory days at the very end, or I would have still been there. So. It's a very different company, and it was even a different company at that point from me. I fought, and I fought, and I fought, and I was strong, and I was insistent, and, you know, probably um, it was just time for me to go and time for me to start all over again because, you know what, I realized that I knew what to do. I knew how to fix things. I just wasn't able to, and the, the company got so big, and there were so many layers and layers. I'm not a layers guy. I'm a, why don't we do this? Okay, let's do it. Okay, it's been done. Yeah. Great. So they can do then. Yeah, I am very can do. Mm. After you'd left, I'm imagining that if I'd 
done something that extraordinary with my life and you know you've had this huge success and you leave the company that I would maybe go to a yoga retreat travel the world sit on a cruise ship for a few years that sort of thing mm. did you consider doing any of that I did not when, <laughs> when I when when I left like the moment I left I was very lucky because I had a beauty from the inside out book that I needed to promote I had no other ideas and trust me I had no clue what my life was going to be I really thought no one was going to ever want to asked me, you know, what did you eat for dinner? Where do you like to eat? How do you like to travel? I thought it was finished. Um, I learned it's not. I learned the world has opened up since I have more time. I am certainly more open, and it's amazing how many people come to me and say, I used to try to get you to do this, but they always said no. I said, no one even asked me. So it's really fun being in charge, and, you know, I don't know what the future is going to hold, but the last three and a half years have been so interesting yeah so tell me then what made you think I'm going to do Evolution 18 what was it that inspired that well when I, as I said when I left the brand I had the book and the book my is my ninth book and um, it's beauty from the inside out where my whole philosophy is what you put into your body is really how you look and I also went back to school and got my degree uh, as a health coach so I did some studying And then I met a couple people that said, we could make this for you, what would your vision be? And I sat down and thought about it and started doing it. How was going back to school? It was great. Was it? Yeah, it was so interesting. You know, being a health coach, you get to learn all different kinds of modalities. So for someone that has always been, you know, started her life dieting to start then, you know, started eating healthy, just to learn what works and how to be open and how different we all are. So with supplements, and the idea for you is that you eat healthily, you look yeah. after yourself, and then you add on top because we basically can't get what you need from your food. You, that, is, that is correct. And if people think that they're going to buy my supplements and they're going to eat junk food and smoke cigarettes and not sleep and look better, it's not going to happen. Save your money. So what I love you know, about this beauty brand, you know, which is a wellness brand, but it makes you look good, is that it allows you to really, for me, to educate women and men how just by doing little changes is going to make you feel better. Mm-hmm. It's little tweaks, isn't it? It's little tweaks, and then it becomes more habit-forming. What's your daily routine now, then, if you gave me an average day, like yeah. your ideal day? Yeah, my, my ideal day is I wake up in the morning, I have two uh, glasses of warm water with some lemon most mornings. Some days I put salt in it, some days I put electrolyte in it, but I get two in before I have a coffee. I have a double espresso, Nespresso, mm-hmm. with a, like a, I literally measure a capful of organic half and half. And drink that, read the paper, do exercise. What kind of exercise do you do? I do yoga once a week. I should do it more. I have a Peloton bike at home. Um, I have a trainer that comes to my house. I work out two days a week, and the rest, I walk a lot. That's my favorite exercise. Do you have a dog? I do, but I don't walk with her when I want to exercise because she's a sniffer. I'm in a rush, and I don't want to be pulling her, so I have a little extra walk. Yeah, my dog likes to stop and wee on almost everything. Oh, yeah, mine too. I have to pull him along. Yeah, Yeah. they're they're on a power trip. And then I go to my office, so I'll shower and I'll eat something. Mm -hmm. I've been trying intermittent fasting. I think it's good, but other days I think how stupid it is that I'm drinking coffee on an empty stomach. Not a great idea. So, you know... The thing that people will know about me, I'm much more of a curious seeker than I am someone that says you have to do this. I just think there's all, I think, I, I always think there's going to be something else that's going to make a difference. Do you cook? 
I do cook. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not a chef. I like really simple foods. I have some dishes that my family think are great and some that they, you know, don't. <laughs> and what about at the end of the day then? So when you finished work, what for you signals that it's the end of the day and how do you wind down? I usually kind of get tired and I go home and it's dinner time and there's usually a discussion with my husband um, what are we doing for dinner tonight? And usually that's 5 o'clock, by the way, sometimes 4.30. And I have uh, one of my sons and his girlfriend living with me, so we have devised different nights. I have Mondays, and I it's always home cooking. And it's based around protein. One family member, my husband only eats fish. My son doesn't eat fish. So there's always either a chicken, a steak, and a fish. Then there's always, like, multiple vegetables. I, I overdo the vegetables because they're good leftovers. And are you a lover of a bath? Or I say this as I'm looking at this lovely bath. Yeah, I don't, think I, would, I don't think I'm into the bath in the bedroom, but it's yeah. interesting. Okay. I love a bath at night. I do. It really calms me down. I put Epsom salt mm-hmm. in my bath, and they, you know, supposedly it's good magnesium for your body. Mm-hmm. I, I like to put my robe on, and then I'd probably fall asleep. Do you read watch telly listen to podcasts what's your i get in bed and i turn the tv on i grab my ipad and i put a book next to me and i have to be honest 15 minutes i'm sound asleep do you know what i like to read to fall asleep i read two pages and then i'm asleep it drives me mad i mean it's a good way to fall asleep but nonetheless i I read most of my books when i'm on vacation yeah 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 if i were to look in your makeup bag now your skincare bag and let's Mm -hmm. say your miscellaneous bag because obviously you're into supplements so i'm just thinking Mm -hmm. in general what would you pack to take away with you what would i find well, I've got my bag. You've got it here? I, I, yeah, oh. this is just my... I dream. And honestly, I, you have to understand, I am so low maintenance. Okay. Like, I am so low maintenance. But so you look I, so glamorous, like your hair's all done. Well, I, I did not do my hair. Okay. I had someone, I had... What what company was it? Blow. Blow. Blow oh, came and did my great. hair. Thank you very much. So I have... Okay, so, this is low maintenance. Yeah, is this so, everything you traveled with? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I think I might have a lip gloss balm somewhere but that's okay. augustine bader which yeah. i'm obsessed with everyone loves this oh it's so they? good i yeah. have this bl- this blush elf it's elf blush, blush. I-, I don't think they make it anymore and there's yeah. no name on it okay it's this beautiful i'm sheer... gonna have to take a picture yeah. of this i'll put one in the show notes okay yeah and then there is these which i just bought mm-hmm. which are just the magnetic yeah they're magnetic a black a brown and a and pink a, yeah and it's kind of yeah and a tote. Beige, tote so i've got that i've got this eyebrow that's glossy brow glossier yeah. yeah i have a chanel black mascara mm-hmm. i don't go anywhere without my ruby brush because it's four things in one it's so great this brush yeah. i've got this in my hand what else too. oh this is a blush brush and then i just last minute threw these mini right. brushes in my kit and that's just a black pencil do you wear foundation then on day to day basis you know what i don't okay i don't okay yes. and then skincare this skincare, is skincare yeah that's all i have what about taking your makeup off i usually wash with what's in the bathroom i'm bad at home i use coconut oil i don't think that's bad i think it's amazing yeah. like that you sat here and this yeah. is it i do coconut oil and what about other stuff then like perfume and things like that do you have anything like i love you? perfume my husband doesn't so um i do i wear chanel fragrances okay them. I'm like looking around the room thinking this is yeah. so incredibly low maintenance. Yeah, I mean, I have, you know, one, I'm into pouches. So I have right. one pouch that has my, um, all my, my phone thingies, all the chargers. I have that. And I have just discovered. Do you have your bag ready to go when you're going away? Like, um, are you someone who has a suitcase that's like packed? To, I would like to be that person. But I mean, <laughs> you are low maintenance, so I guess it doesn't I, take I very long. You're going to laugh when you see... Probably runs around her hotel room finding this pouch. When you see my 
purse I travel with. That's it? Yeah. What? I mean, I have a bag that I throw this papers is... and books in. Okay, Bobby's just yeah. handed me like a handbag that I wouldn't think sufficient to go yeah. to the corner shop with, but um, <laughs> to be honest. Yes, I work really hard organizing that. Wowzers. Okay. Do you okay. keep a digital or a paper calendar? I kind of want you to organize my life now. <laughs> oh, I'm a great organizer. Here, yeah. I also have wow. this ball. And okay, fine. They're, they're stature quick, bags. Quick look, yeah, right? stature bags because mm-hmm. they're sheer, which I love. Yeah. And then I've got some greens. I've got some snacks and a little one. Okay. And then this I These have... These snacks are good. Are they just seeds? Yeah, they're just seeds that I oh, brought. that's so great. And they're re- this is a reusable. It's called it is. Stasher. Stasher. And you can wash so it. So great. Yeah. And okay. then this has kind of all my... Yeah. My stuff. Are you a snacker then, or is that just in case? I just in case, so I don't need anything bad. Yeah, because I try not to snack too much because of insulin, but at the same time... Yeah. Sometimes you're desperate, yes. right? If there's nothing, I'll throw this in my mouth. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. Wowzers. I'm, I'm very inspired again to tidy up my entire life now. Wow. I have three questions I want sure. to touch on. Um, what to your mind has been the greatest triumph in your life, either personal or professional, but you're not allowed to say having children or being a wife. Oh, everyone says that. I know, <laughs> but it's the truth. Okay. Okay, so I would say um, I, I professionally what I feel best about is I'm known for someone that helps people feel better and feel better about themselves. I'm most proud of that's my legacy and that's what I'm really proud of and excited for. Okay. What one piece of advice would you give to a younger self when you were in dire straits and you needed someone to help you out, what would you say? I would say learn to chill, meditate, do something. I haven't. Okay, that's on my list. I would also say don't give up weights. Like it's not mm. about cardio, it's about weights. Do you do weights your body? Now? I do. Yeah, I, I do. And yeah, I think I'm going to add another day because mm. um, it does make a difference in everything: your metabolism, how you stand, your shoulders. Mm. So, I would say that. And as far as your life, chill because it's going to work out. Yeah. Who would know, right? Who would know? It's hard though, isn't it? When yeah. you're young, you're riding through things. You want to clutch things to you that maybe yeah. aren't meant to be, but actually, it's quite good to have acceptance. Yes. 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 And could you please name three people, dead or alive, who you'd like to have at a dinner party and why you'd like them? Again, you can assume that your family okay. are going to be there. Okay. Um, the Queen. Okay. It's always, she's always been the top of my list. I am obsessed. Have I'm, you met her? I have not, but um, I am an Anglophile and I've met some of the royal family and mm-hmm. it's been really cool and fun. Um, so I would say the Queen. I would say my second is Sir Richard Branson, who I have never met who I think is just so awesome and cool. And I learned a lot about marketing from watching how he operates his businesses. And I would say the third is someone I just kind of have a secret crush on, Lenny Kravitz. I just think he's so cute. Before that, we are going with quite a British dinner yeah. party. I can imagine <laughs> you sitting there and suddenly you've got Lenny Kravitz like uh, with a shirt undone well, to his Austin, waist. Austin <laughs> Powers is not a real person or I would have thrown it Okay, Austin fine. Powers. Yeah, Lenny Kravitz okay. is quite hot, so yeah. he could be your yeah, date, I guess, right. for the night. Yeah. yeah, well, that sounds like a great dinner party. Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com 
Let's get this dinner party started. 